You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. All right, another episode, classes in session for e-commerce marketing school. We have a very highly requested guest professor with us today. I'm going to just jump right into it, not bury the lead. It's Jacob Sappington. Jacob is an incredible email marketer and probably unintentional growth strategist. <laughs> you get you start with email and you end up uh, you know, kind of leaning into how that helps brands grow and has, you know, been someone I have admired and learned from over the years. And I am thrilled to bring him to all of you. So Jacob, thanks for being our guest professor. Val, thanks for having me on. And I think that you, uh, you didn't mention at the part there that I originally learned from your breakdowns. So it's all coming full circle here. <laughs> it is, it is. You know, we, the student becomes a teacher, whatever that saying is, there's like a really big Mr. Miyagi fan out there who's like yelling at me right now. <laughs> So in the world of email, there's a lot that you and I can talk about. But as everyone knows, we've got 15 minutes. So I want to get straight to it with you. We have BFCM right around the corner. And one of the things that I have seen you do really well, and perhaps, you know, is something that people don't really think about is like, going into BFCM, we all... I have talked to so many people already about like, we need to segment, we need to make sure we take care of our, our list health and have personalized messages to each group of people. We kind of know all of that. But what I want to get your take on is like, okay, we do that segmentation. Is there segmentation that exists for BFCM alone? And like, doesn't really exist the rest of the year that operators need to go get set up right now? And then like, yeah, let's just start with that. Um, so I would say that uh, when people think about segmentation, I think they think about refining their audience down to a smaller pool of people. And in and, and BSCM, we kind of approach that a little bit differently. So I always tell our team that we we are um, reputable stand-up people 362 days out of the year so that for three days, we can go a little bit crazy. And so leading up into BSCM, like we're, we're kind of like testing the, the bounds of like how far we can take our lists. And so I know this might ruffle some feathers in the email community, but we're trying to go as far as we can while maintaining our top deliverability KPIs. And so maybe if a brand is typically sitting at like a, a 150 day engaged list of, you know, taking into consideration like opens, clicks, being on site, viewing a product, adding to cart, starting a checkout, like placing order, um, the recency on our list. And so like, there's all these like triggers that we can factor into our engagement segments. And what we want to do is we want to say, okay, if we're normally sitting at like a 40% open rate, because if you're higher than that, that probably means you're either segmenting too refined or you're not um, excluding Apple privacy open filters. And so if we're sitting around this like 40 to 45%, like how, how far can we go in the in the build up to BFCM to, to hit the broader portions of our list? We know that by far, like these people are already on our list and they're already familiar with us. And so like the offer is by far like what's going to drive the most impact there. And so we want to get our offer. We want to send to uh, as many people as we can um, with an offer that we think will help them convert. And then I think that segmentation that we want to see that really gets down to this refined audience comes on the back end. So like as, as a team, we're talking about how do we um, customize the welcome series to speak to the to BFCM. And so we're adjusting our pop-ups for BFCM. We lightly tweak our welcome series email one so that it, it speaks to what they just came in on. Within our abandonment flows, like we're 
maybe re- returning off discount code emails or revising them to include the DFCM offer. What we use a lot is um, we like to add banners to the top of emails. And so utilizing, so we, we think that half the battle is getting into the inbox and the other half of the battle is the content that you're delivering in there. And so if we're getting into the inbox with a random email, but the, the very, very first thing that they see is our BFCM, you know, our, our Black Friday deals are live, get 40% off now. Like we've accomplished both goals, even if the main message was not our sale. And so we're, we're tailoring that welcome series. We're editing our abandonment flows. The one thing that I'm, I'm really encouraging our team to, to lean in even more to this year is like, think about how the people who buy during this time frame are different than the people who buy the rest of the year. And then lightly tweak our post-purchase flows. So does your brand have a much heavier gifting focus? How, how can we re, like, how can we send up maybe a post-purchase email one that says, Hey, you bought a gift now, get one for yourself, maybe something like that. Or do we have a strategy that we're thinking about in January? How are we going to bring these people back? And so it's like each brand is so unique and dependent based off of, um, even if you're just say gifting as a whole, like, who are they gifting to? Why are they gifting? What does that gift accomplish? Who, what does that gift say about the person that you're giving the gift to? And so like trying to take in these very light details that vary from brand to brand and just thinking about that in our communications, because you will have brands who have this like massive spike in users and you have a very low chance of actually bringing them back because of the reason they're coming back or the reason that they're shopping with you. Well, okay. So we talked to Summer Oase about uh, like repurposing existing flows. And so I'm really glad to hear you kind of um, reiterating that of like, use what you have, just tweak it and make it custom to BFCM. And then, and then like set a calendar reminder to go back and and fix that after the holidays, right? But I'm waiting for all the ESPs to allow us to segment our, our flows by date. So then you can say like, this this flow gets this, this flow gets this. So if all the ESPs out there watching this can give us the ability to filter by dates, please do. Yeah, or if we can have like clone this exact flow and then use this clone only during these times. Yes. And then, yeah, that would be cool. All right, well, product managers out there, engineers, go make that happen for us. But you've talked about gift purchasers and i want to know like how because this happens all the time where i see it in my own inbox i buy something that i intend to give as a gift and i get the regular post-purchase flow which probably is done really well where i'm being asked for a review four days after it arrived but i'm giving it as a gift so i haven't even unboxed it because (laughs) I probably like, oh, that's from that company. I'm just going to set this box aside. Maybe I opened it to make sure I got the right product in the mail, but I'm not using it because I'm giving it as a gift. So that's like a waste of kind of inbox real estate, in my opinion. And and then it also makes me go, oh, this company doesn't know why I'm here. So how do you figure that out? How do you know those like thousands of people that are coming in just for gifts and are like really have no interest? They're they're not a candle person, but they're buying a candle for their mom. And now they're on your email list <laughs> i think that just so the the simple answer is or the or sorry the more complex the more complex answer is like go asking your post-purchase surveys and then like have an idea of like what your take rate on that is like if, if 50 percent of people are taking your survey then you can push that data into your platform and you can um, send that message to them that's that's the complex that's like the perfect experience i would encourage just saying if, if you know your customer and if you know that 90% of them are gift giving during this time frame. Just delay your reviews. Like it's a much simpler process. It's, I would say you're looking at a 1% impact of like, if you like really segmented down to the right people who told us this about them. And so like what I love about 
zero-party data is what it tells me about the rest of my audience. I honestly don't really care about the ability to use it to personalize. This sounds very counterintuitive, but I don't really love it about it. It's the ability to personalize content on a one-to-one basis, which again, sounds super counterintuitive for an email marketer. What I love is its ability to tell me what I know about the broader portions of my list where I can have a bigger impact. Because like a 1% gain on a thousand people is not that big, but a 10% or a 1% gain across 10,000 people, like now we're talking about something that's actually impactful. And, and I always try to think about like lift versus you know the outcome. Like what's my reward for, for doing this lift? And like, and if like serving all my customers, the other thing is like, if I'm serving all my customers and I find out they're all gift givers and I'm already behind the eight ball, because I'm already assuming, or I, I have to make assumptions after I have to make these changes after I've already found out why they're on our list. So um, there's a part of me that just says, do what you think is in the best interest of your customers yeah, just do it. What do you think is in the best interest of your customers? That's the simple version. Yeah. I think there's also just like the, you can, for your review request, kind of in the vein of like reusing things, you can just put a like, hey, it did, did you get this as a gift for this email to the person after you give them the gift? You know, or there's like, there's opportunities to just kind of recognize the fact that the email you're sending might not really be for them. Yeah. Like we have a, we have an email about uh, transitioning from one formula brand to another formula brand. And it's not necessarily relevant to everyone because not everyone is transitioning. So we just call it out in the subject line. Are you transitioning? Open this email. Great. If you're not, you can just move on with that email. You don't, it doesn't need to be complicated. It can be as simple as just a little call out. And what you're doing there is you're, you're making them self segment themselves. So you're, you're not trying to segment themselves. You're letting them do it themselves. Yeah. So those gift givers that came to your brand only to buy the thing for their family member. They're probably not your ideal customer. They're not buying your product anyways, or at least they hadn't to date. What do you do with them like throughout that holiday period? And then even into like January, February, you've got now you've this, everyone gets like this big burst in their email list, largely through their e-commerce platform, just like sales, bring people onto our email list. And so you have this whole group of people who may or may not ever buy from you again, or might buy from you next Christmas or might buy from you on Mother's Day. You know, I'm really curious about what you do to get the most out of that customer. Yeah, so I think that comes down to like that that post purchase experience we were talking about. Like, if we know that they're so unlikely to come back in the future, I'm much more likely to be super aggressive on that post purchase offer to try and get them to try and capture value on them one more time. The other thing is that uh, for other purchase timeframes, like Mother's Day, you mentioned, like we know that our purchaser audience, our previous purchaser audience, we can go longer on those engagement timeframes than than like maybe if they hadn't made a purchase. So what I'm trying to say is that as someone who purchases today. I have a, a better likelihood of reconverting them down the line, even a year from today, than I would if they hadn't purchased. Which is, I guess, it makes sense. You know, purchasers are purchases like the highest level of like intent that someone could. I guess multiple purchases a higher intent, but like we want to blend in like those purchasers. Like what I'm trying to say is that I think that I can go longer on my engagement timeframes specific to a purchaser um, for future sales periods. So maybe if my engaged segments only go 90, 120 days, maybe I'm bringing in a last one year purchaser because I know that it's a more engaged audience. I can go broader with them. And so I can loop in last year's BFC and purchasers. And for the most part, for a lot of our brands, we're going to do not full listens, but like close to full listens. Um, and so again, this goes back to that we're super respectful for 362 days and for three days you're going to get you're, you're going to get some emails from us yeah and that's a really great tip for our listeners is like go extend out what engaged means for you over bfcm because you have people who bought last 
holiday who may not have been, they might not be engaged for nine months. And so you can start to nurture them. You can do some things now that get them ready for the inbox assault that's about to happen. And then, you know, re re-engage them. But you did make a good point that like, you can re- you can reconvert them as long as they stay on the list. So having that like respect 363 days of the year so that you can keep them on the list and then convert them again next year or this year from last year. Yep. And I think what a lot of other email marketers who maybe aren't as aggressive as, as the approach that we take would say was, well, you're going to hurt your deliverability in the short term. And again, like our take on that is like, we're maximizing a consumer behavior that's already happening. So like, let's say like, um, there's a deliverability concern that pops up three weeks later as a result of our rampage on, on BFCM. By that point, I've, I've probably already captured a, a, a ton of value that makes, even if we think that there's a slight risk there, it makes that slight risk okay, even if that risk comes to fruition, because I've already passed BFCM, I've already passed shipping timeframe windows. And so it's a calculated risk for sure. Yeah. And I know like even my deliverability expert friends are often say that like, it's a little bit black box, some pieces of deliverability. And so we don't we don't actually know, like maybe Gmail, Yahoo, Outlook, all what all of them say, hey, during this period of time, we're going to get less opens, we're going to get maybe some more spam complaints, like in general. So we're not going to take it as seriously as the rest of the year. We don't know if that's happening or not. I hope so too. I hope. (laughs) I hope so too. For all of our sake, I really hope so. I like to think that that's true. Because as a business, you tend to look at trends and go like, okay, well, that's a, a unique instance in the history of this brand's engagement with their list. So and Gmail probably has like trillions of data points. I don't know if trillions is the right. They definitely have billions of data points. Um, At least a gazillion. Yeah, yeah. The whole bunch. They've got all these data points that that tell them this is normal for right now. And I would imagine it just kind of updates in real time. You're, you're probably right there. I hope you're right. Hopefully there's a marketer on their developer team. Like on their, They've got a marketing engineer hybrid person in there. I really hope so. Those are some of my favorite people. Jacob. There is one thing that you and I don't know if you're going to know what I'm talking about. There's one thing that you tweet every year and around in January, I think, or maybe it's like sometime in December, where we need to go into our ESPs and do what? Uh, It is, um, I would say December 1st is National Lower Your Bill Day. There you go. There you go. We're taking 30% of, uh, if we didn't touch this, maybe our ESPs would be 30% richer, but we're, we're keeping them in check. We're keeping our clients' bills in check. December 1st, maybe, uh, depending on how heavy you approach December, definitely January 1st. And if you're like a brand that experiences a huge January lift, then just come back to it in February. At some point, you need to drop your list back down. Um, so you're going to probably see your plan go up over the holidays when you do this kind of more sending, pulling in people from last holiday. Now you're your sending list is bigger. So they're going to your every ESP is going to like bump you up in plan because you're sending more emails. And then most of them don't automatically downgrade you. Isn't that nice? So put a calendar reminder in for yourself. Jacob will tweet it. So follow him and make sure that you're taking care of your business too. And that's true for your SMS provider for like check everything, right? <laughs> that your your traffic, every everything that you use that's kind of by volume, make sure that you take a take a moment like set a set a little reminder set a day aside to go through everything and make sure you if, if you need to downgrade after holidays are over i think that's a really really important call out for savvy business owners so jacob where can people follow you so that they can get that tweet reminder and also learn from you in the way that i have over the years yeah before i get to that send a pm text on cyber monday 
Cyber Monday is a, this is my last tip of the thing. I love it. Cyber Monday is a evening holiday. Everyone be, everyone works, including us. And when you get, when they get off work, you want to be in their inboxes. So before I leave, take that note. Um, and they can follow me on Twitter at jsappington. Um, spelled exactly how it sounds. Great. We'll put that in the show notes. And I love the like parting tip. Uh, you just got a verbal tweet from Jacob there. I couldn't agree more that Monday night is so crucial. Every when I was consulting, every brand was like, Oh, no, Monday, we have no sales. And I'm like, wait till five. And then from five, do do it both do it, do it, you know, at 12pm, 7pm, both cover both bases, cover those people who are bored at work and need something to shop. And then once dinner's over, once the dishes are put away, they're ready to shop within smart send times or within smart, uh, safe hours. To send, Respectful of send times. Yeah. Respectful. Yes. That's what we're, we're all about. Cool. Jacob, thank you so much for being here today for dropping all the knowledge you did and just wanting to spread the, the like right way to approach BFCM and email, um, and being respectful 362 days of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take it. All right. Thanks, Jacob. Awesome. Thanks, Val. All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to e-commerce marketing school and huge favor. If you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review with Privy. Anyone can be a marketer, simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to triple whale e-commerce marketing school is now part of the triple whale podcast network. Triple whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.